0: I'm Martin Strong and things seem to be changing in the Vancouver real estate market. Are we on the brink of a big downturn in prices or are the naysayers overreacting? We'll check in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. He's in the trenches, so he sees firsthand how the market is looking these days in the lower mainland. That's coming up, but first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. The Bank of Canada had some sobering things to say about Canada's economy this week, saying that high household debt and overheated housing prices pose some big risks to the Canadian financial system. In its latest financial system review... The central bank says Canadian households on average have seen their net worth increase by about $230,000 over the first two years of the pandemic. But they point out that the increase is due mainly to soaring house prices and the rising stock market. As a result, the bank says many households are stretched way too thin in order to buy a home. And if housing prices slip, May be a big problem. And speaking of high home prices, Vancouver Island has just set a new record for the priciest single family home ever sold through the real estate industry's MLS service. A 1.67 acre waterfront estate in Oak Bay near Victoria has netted its owners nearly $13.2 million, $2.3 million under. The asking price, the 11,900 square foot home was built in 2016, has five bedrooms, eight bathrooms and unobstructed, unobstructed views of the ocean. And while Sotheby's Realty says the property garnered interest from around the globe, it actually ended up being sold to a Canadian After more than two years of COVID forcing us uh, to stay home, a lot of us, many Canadians are busting their chops to leave the country and fly to a far-off adventure or retreat this summer. But the backlog of people trying to get a new passport is not getting any better, and vacation plans could be derailed due to a backlog in processing times. According to data out this past week, between April 1st of last year and the end of March this year, nearly 1.3 million passports were issued and the federal forecast for this year to next year is between three and a half and 4.3 million passport applications. Based on projections from last week, Employment and Social Development Canada says 75% of Canadians who apply for a passport will get one, but within 40 working days. And if you're traveling to New York You don't have much time to get to Broadway and see the Tony award-winning Canadian musical that introduced the world to the Newfoundland town of Gander. The hit musical Come From Away will end in October after more than five years on Broadway. Come From Away tells the story of how people in Gander came together to care for the passengers aboard dozens of planes diverted to the town's airport after uh, September 11th, 2001, the terrorist attacks in New York City. The producer says when the curtain closes in October, that show will be the 49th longest running show in Broadway history, as well as the longest running production in the Schoenfeld Theater's 105-year history. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll check in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint as we find out what's happening in the world of Vancouver real estate. That's coming up next. I'm Martin Strong and welcome back. You know in the world of real estate, the only thing that stays constant is the fact that things are always changing and after a few years of historic prices in the lower mainland The froth appears to be subsiding out there, but what's in store is still a guess. Will the high prices continue? Do we expect a downturn? Is it a big downturn or just a small downturn? The market is still rolling along here in the Lower Mainland. The high prices are continuing, but for how long? And to help us get a sense of where the real estate market is going is my guest, our friend John Carlson, Johnny Smart Point. you know him. Uh, from his website, johnnysmartpoint.com. And John Carlson is with us now. Hi, John. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Hello again.
0: Awesome. And I'm looking forward to getting your take on some new figures from the Real Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver uh, regarding the sales of houses. They were actually down uh, quite a bit. Uh, but you know, the prices are continuing and I, and I want to get your opinion on that, but I want to get straight to, uh, something very, very special on the line right now. We have Shane and you worked with Shane and his father, Art, and you sold, uh, their house on Quebec street in Vancouver. And, uh, let's talk to Shane. Uh, hi
2: Shane. How are you? I'm doing great, Martin. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, thank you very much for uh, having me on the show.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is a special house that uh, that you worked with John Carlson. You called Johnny Smart Point and you sold your house on Quebec Street. It was actually, I guess, your dad's house, but it's been in your family a long time. This is the house you grew up in, isn't it?
2: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, my parents uh, have had this home uh, since It was put into my mother's name uh, in 1975, and I was born and uh, raised in this house. So my parents got married in 70, and uh, they were both living there in 1970. So it's a a very long time, uh, majority of their lives, and a lot of beautiful memories um, for me and my sisters uh, growing up there.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful house. It's on Quebec Street and 28th just north of main street in Vancouver and, uh, an incredible history that that neighborhood has had, uh, do you have any idea what the house was worth when it first came into your family?
2: Uh, honestly, I don't know what it would have it- would have been worth. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, there were generations of families living there. The home is near 120 years old. I know that uh, a preacher had lived there with his family for 25 uh, plus years, and there was a firefighter uh, in Vancouver who lived there with his family for an additional 25 years. So the home has an amazing history too.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing when, when a home goes that far back in your family, it was your grandfather's home and then your father, your parents' home, you grew up in it. And when it co- comes time to sell that home, uh, that must've been a lot of pressure on, uh, especially on you as sort of the young person in the family.
2: Yeah. My, uh, my mother, uh, passed, uh, sadly in September last year. Um, so my parents were, my parents were uh, living in it, um, for all that time. and of course with them being in their mid 70s and now being a very large home uh it's very expensive to maintain and to uh to keep a home uh like that especially when they were planning to downsize anyways so my dad I'm the oldest in the family with my two sisters my dad relied on me and I wanted to step forward and make the process as seamless as possible and uh that's exactly what I did so I I listen to your show uh, quite a bit, uh, driving into Surrey every day for work and right. you know when john when John comes on that show, um, you develop a relationship with him, uh, just being able to listen uh, for five or ten or fifteen minutes, you know once or twice a month, and this goes on for quite a while you you develop uh, a sense of what the person's about. you develop um, an idea of where they're coming from. Uh, how they would act in a situation. And I knew that this was going to be a very sensitive time for my dad and uh, an emotional time for him and also an emotional time for me. And I wanted to have somebody who really cared about the situation and really understood where we are coming from.
0: Yeah. So you went to johnnysmartpoint.com and you got in touch with John Carlson. And uh, what was it like working with John? I, I know that the the process took a while. I mean, a house just off of Main Street in Vancouver is a very hot property these days. It's a very hot neighborhood. It's a beautiful neighborhood. It's close to everything, but this house had a few hiccups and, and I think you were glad you had John on your side. <laughs> Am I right?
2: Yeah, I'm right. Uh, like, right from the get-go, um, I I had talked to John, and uh, I gave him an idea of what the rundown was going to be, I, I let him know that uh, I was going to be the contact person uh, for the sale, and uh, that I didn't have signing power, but my dad was going through probate, and my dad was handing me the reins, and whenever... My dad needed to be there at the house in Vancouver or sign forms that he would be there. But um, he wanted to take a step back and just, and just let me go with it. And, and uh, I explained that to John. And uh, right from the first time that we met at the home in Vancouver, um, he was uh, very compassionate, very sensitive um, that my dad spoke. I mean, it was obviously a very hard time uh, for my dad to speak and uh, emotions ran high. And John was just a complete professional uh, from the very start.
0: Right, and what was what was the best thing about working with John in in your mind?
2: The best thing working about John is he is so detailed uh, and his immense compassion for the situation and being able to to read the room. Um, I've had John over to my home here in Abbotsford to uh, do the transactions and meetings and things like that, probably three or four times. With my dad, and just sitting down in the living room and not rushing things, uh, not being all about paperwork, not just being all about the sale, but being able to to develop a relationship, to talk about life, to talk about other things besides just the sale of the home so my dad actually could develop a relationship with John himself so he didn't feel that John was just there for the commission, John was just there for the sale, to really show that he cared about my dad and he cared about me and he cared that we had the least amount of stress uh, to go through this process.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Shane who uh, just helped his dad sell a house that has been in in Shane's family since his grandfather first owned it on Quebec street in Vancouver. And I'm guessing you're happy with the price that you got for that house.
2: Yes. uh, We're very uh, happy with the price. Um, John had explained it a a few different ways on how we could approach it. Um, The house is in very poor shape now Uh, it's been let go for probably the last uh, 10 or 15 years and we all knew that and um, we put it up uh, for a price that we figured that we would be happy with uh, that we would accept uh, because of the condition of the home and uh, we put it up for that and within 12 days uh, we ended up um, accepting offer and it was it was 395,000 above our asking price
0: wow that that's got to feel good
2: <laughs> yeah it, it it felt really good I mean my dad was so relieved and I was so relieved just sitting here in my living room and uh, when that offer came through and the papers were signed we just you know, we were just tickle pink
0: and so what do you have to say for people who might be thinking about uh, selling a property and uh, are thinking about uh, getting a hold of john carlson at johnnysmartpoint.com? what are your words for them
2: my words and advice for them is uh, don't just go with uh, a person that you know uh, don't don't get a real estate agent just uh, just because uh, you heard that they were okay uh, go with john cuz he really cares about the process he is such a professional and you can tell that he has the experience of, of selling, what is that, a thousand homes or something like that. He's been doing it for so long and he's so smooth with the transaction. And when you're speaking with him and you're in the heart of the negotiation and in the heart of the transfer, he's giving you the signals, yes, you know, this is what we should be doing. No, let's hold back and let's, let's, let's hang on for some more money. He is very, very smooth at negotiating. So I would go with John just because of his experience. And that's why I went with John myself.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Shane. Uh, I really appreciate that, and give your best uh, or give our best to your dad and uh, uh, and this new chapter in his life. And uh, I'm sure, you know, the the fact that he sold the house has made that transition a little easier, hey?
2: Yeah, absolutely. My dad will be listening to uh, the show today, and I want to thank you very much, Martin, for the show that you put on. Uh, we really appreciate it.
0: No, oh, well, thanks Shane and, uh, his dad, Art, uh, all the best to you guys. And, uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you again. I'm sure. Thanks.
2: Thank you very much, Martin.
0: This is Vancouver consumer. I'm Martin strong along with John Carlson, uh, Johnny And, uh, John, that's got to make you feel good, uh, hearing from Shane and, uh, and all about his dad, Art.
1: Yeah, you know, and this is a bad time to be speechless, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty touched and working with Shane and Art. Hello, Art. I know you're listening. Um, you know, I th- I think the world of these guys. The, the whole family. You you get you know involved in a situation, and you know it's it's always a big deal when you're helping people sell a home and and move to a new home or purchase a home because you know there's the financial aspect. Everything's you know it's emotional. It's it's somewhat high pressure, especially in the markets we've seen lately. And you know, I I, you, I get a sense for you know how things maybe should be should be presented and, and how we should go. And you know, there's no rushing things. But you know, when it, when I met with Shane and his father, I instantly felt a connection. I, I recognized that this family house was a, a big part of their lives. I mean, big part. And selling it, you know, it's it's the money is important, but it was it was always about having it go well. And you know, I knew in the back of my mind that this is one where we did not want to have any problems. Um, we wanted this to go smooth. The emotions were running somewhat high, and saying that they were all very positive emotions. I mean, but but still, I think that Art was very concerned that things go well for him and his son and his and and even his wife, who's no longer with them. So um, this was a special one for me. Um, the house was you know as as shane mentioned it was had been let go a little bit but it it still had uh its personality intact and that location is fantastic so when i was asked to be a part of it you know i was i was pretty thrilled and yes we had a couple issues there was an oil tank on the property and and shane i want to put it back to shane i mean shane is is the, was the leader of this whole process? He really was. He, you know, he asked me for advice, and I gave him some. But he was on it. We, we had the oil tank removed, and thank goodness there were no major problems with that. But that was done in a timely fashion because, you know, when, when we first when we first met, we knew that the market was probably peaking, and it might even be changing a little bit. And you know, that was a couple months or more ago. Uh, and so, you know, we we made the decision that it would be better to list the house. Even though probate had not yet even really been far into the process, we knew we probably couldn't give possession for another three months because the idea was that, hey, you know, the market three months from now might not be as strong as it is now. So we made the decision to list it in the condition that it was in. And for some of the neighbors or people in that area, if they're wondering, I mean, I had my for sale signs up there a long time, finally took them down because the listing still showed active. As as Shane mentioned, 12 days in, we had an accepted offer with a deposit, but it was subject only to the seller receiving grant of probate. And that takes sometimes three months. So the house Mm. has been more or less sold for all this time, but a sold sign couldn't go up and we couldn't take it off MLS because it still technically had one condition on it. But that was kind of the catch when we made the decision that, you know, we were going to put it on the market. And I'm I'm very glad we did because, you know, times have changed a little bit since then. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, you get to know people a little bit and, and yeah, It was my pleasure to to get to know them. And I'm thrilled to hear all those things from you, Shane. I appreciate it very, very much.
0: So congratulations to Shane and Art and their entire family. Uh, It's uh, it's a great story. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, how much... a commission, you save them. But also I want to talk about the market. Uh, I'm reading a lot about what's happening with the market and I want to get your take on it. We're talking to John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. We'll have more with John when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and it is Vancouver Consumer and we're talking real estate with our friend, John Carlson, Johnny Smart Point, johnnysmartpoint.com is where you can find him uh, on the net. Also, you can phone him 604-612-0080 or send him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, we just heard uh, a really nice uh, testimonial from uh, someone you helped sell a house uh, you, it was Shane and, uh, you helped them sell their house on Quebec street, which has been in the family since Shane's grandfather, which is really incredible. And, uh, and I, I, I want to mention something. I don't know, uh, uh you know, if, if you want to get too into this, but the commission that you charge, because you're a 2% realtor and this house, uh, on Quebec street went for $395,000 over asking. And the fact that a typical uh, realtor charges uh, so much and then you charge 2%, that adds up. That's a lot of money.
1: Well, yes. And I'm always very careful to let listeners know that there are no set commission rates. But when I talked about saving people money that I'm comparing against what is, I think, pretty much the, uh, the most common commission structure out there seven percent of the first hundred thousand and two and a half or three percent of the balance and you know when you compare against that yeah you know there is savings and i've been offering i guess you could say better value than seven and two and a half for for a lot of years now and that's part of the i think formula that keeps me busy and keeps me going is people you know people want to get good value in anything they do and real estate commissions are, are obviously they can be high so I try to give, you know, that's that's one of the smart point angles is that it's a good place to be because it makes sense financially for a lot of people. But, you know, when I started offering maybe better value than a lot of my competition years ago, that was one of the things I led with. But as time goes on, I find that, you know, Shane didn't even mention that. And, um, you know, I think that's almost like the, the, the icing on the cake or the cherry on top, if you will. I find that a lot of my clients are most happy with the level of service and the results and that's the way it should be and if you can save 10 20 30 000 whatever it might be compared to the previous agent you talked to and commissions that's that's also a good thing so i'm still kind of wowed by that whole testimonial i'm, I'm really honestly you know i'm, I'm really honored martin and uh, i've got a lot of feelings for art and shane and his family and we've been in you know close discussions for months now so i'm still i'm still pretty blown away by that testimonial it's, it's very good to hear
0: yeah. It's a very cool story. You know, a house that, you know, it's, it's more than a hundred years old. It's been in their family since Shane's grandfather owned it. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, you talk about most properties when people sell their home, it's like the biggest investment they'll ever make. And this, I mean, just the, the immense uh, weight of it. The fact that it was in Shane's grandfather's name in the old days is incredible and you know, sold for more than $2 million. And, uh, and I, I guess the timing was really good in terms of the market uh, because uh, I, I, I'm sure you're reading all the articles too, uh, but, but John, you're on the street And I'm, I'm reading articles and it's data from a a month back and all that stuff, but I'll read you what I read from the, uh, real estate board of greater Vancouver. Their numbers for last May were up and the number of sales were down 32%. So less, uh, properties were being sold. And, uh, what's, you know, kind of noticeable, it was about 10% below the 10 year average for May. And, uh, does that surprise you?
1: no it doesn't um you know it it was eye-opening it's always eye-opening to see it in black and white and have you know your thoughts confirmed and to see for the first time and i don't know how many months or years um, a month where we're below the 10-year average in terms of sales it makes sense to me because i think there was a heck of a push on there for a while for people to get their lower interest rates and the whole mentality of buyers in terms of their sense of urgency has has changed and 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 so the recipe is a little bit different so when i see the number of sales drop compared to what you know what we'd seen the month prior, it doesn't surprise me. However, you know, typically spring that the, they get busier as you go from from February to March to April to May, you tend to get more sales. But we're comparing, you know, to a market that was red hot, and we have to remember that previous markets or previous markets and the market we're in today is is the one we're operating in, and so that's part of my job is to help people understand if they're selling what the mentality and what the, the you know what options buyers have and and how I see the landscape that we're operating in, because when you get a good feel for that and you have a, you know, a good idea of what was behind you and what's in front of you, it makes it a little bit easier to narrow down your options and, and pick the good ones of, because there's a lot of different ways you can approach this. So these statistics, they're, you know, they're not that surprising. I'm always looking forward to the next statistics coming out. And I think people need to remember that the recipe that went into what happened previously is now a different recipe. And, uh, you know, the good news for sellers is, you know, just to use round numbers, you can still get 90 percent, 95, whatever it might be, of peak pricing. But I think the fundamentals of the market are are weakening a little bit from a seller's position. And so it's important to know that uh, uh, that, you know, you might not choose the same strategy you did months ago.
0: Yeah. So it, it might be a good time (laughs) if you're, if you've been on the fence for a while, uh, it might be a good time to, uh, at least have a conversation with John, go to johnnysmartpoint.com, uh, the website, uh, john at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. And the phone number is 604-612-0080 because prices are holding steady. Um, I mean, obviously they, they appear to be softening. And I, I guess like it says there was a a 14% increase over May of last year, this past May, but that's not surprising because the, the, you know, the prices have really gone up uh, every month, but there was a, uh, overall, I I think just a slight, like a 0.3% decrease in prices from April of this year to May. So, so the prices are still relatively strong out there, right?
1: Well, yes and no. And that's one of the areas where I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised. Um, I think that, if you're looking at statistics, uh, you know, you mentioned May over May last year, there's still an increase. And of course there is because we had a heck of a, a high steep jump in terms of the second half of last year was, was huge for appreciation. It was the market going crazy. It was the heat and a lot of that's coming off now. So I think, you know, when you say prices are holding steady, my first thought was like, well, no, actually they're not. Because if you look at, you know the number of sales being down significantly over what they were, and the inventory being up it's that's that's a whole new ball game and buyers I'm out with buyers right now and we're looking at properties, and some of them are selling relatively quick, but others have been on a little while and the agents I'm talking to and some of the showings i mean I even ask them hey are you you've been on the market x number of days? Are you considering a price reduction like I'm just throwing this stuff out there I want to know what information I can get for my buyers and i I know that there are a lot of sellers on the market right now who are at least thinking about that. And it takes time. You know, when the sales slow down, there's a bit of a lag. I don't just drop my house price tomorrow because I heard the market's down. But I might, if I'm on the market 30, 45 days and couple other listings sold and I didn't and they were priced better than me I might think well gee maybe I I might have to get a little bit more realistic maybe my thought process in terms of pricing is still rooted in the past and not the present so there's a bit of a lag and things ratchet down and I will tell you that you know pricing has adjusted I think uh, no matter what the last month stats say I, I, I feel that there's just again a different formula out there and sellers can still do pretty well and I, I would suggest that if you are a seller and you want to maximize your sale price, if you're thinking of hitting the market and you don't have an agent, that you might want to talk to somebody like me who's got the experience to maybe still help you maximize with what's there today.
0: Yeah, because I guess this is when it gets interesting and this is when you need uh, someone who has been through all types of markets and someone who has the experience, you know, when you're dealing, when it, uh, when, when it does get a little bit trickier, because it, I guess now is the time to have a good agent.
1: Yes. And you want to have perspective in the market. I mean, of course, you can say, hey, the market slowed down and you can have a downward perspective. But you can also think, hey, if I told you a year, 18 months ago, that you would get this price today, you probably wouldn't believe me because of the, you know, the changes that we went through recently. So, you know, the market is still saleable. In fact, I've had what other than this one with Shane was talking about three listings sell this week, maybe I should take a minute to just congratulate you, Monica. They're, you know, their place on Lincoln and Port Coquitlam, a townhome. We just had that sell this week and congratulations, uh, Rob and his condo in Coquitlam on Atlin Place. Congratulations on the sale, Rob. Working with you is a lot of fun. Uh, I have a new one in Georgia, uh, on Georgia and Capitol Hill, uh, an older house, beautiful location. I want to congratulate Stefan. We got unconditional on that just a couple of days ago. So selling is still happening. There are still are buyers out there, but you know, I can talk to people individually in more detail about, um, how the supply and demand side is, is looking and, and what I think buyers are really looking for and what prices I think are still attainable.
0: And if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, which is John Carlson's website, you'll see the listings and, uh, we're seeing more listings. I, I noticed you've got an open house, uh, tomorrow, uh, in Coquitlam.
1: Yes. Sunday one to three. Uh, And this is on um, Riverbend, 3010 Riverbend. It's unit number 108. And this is a two bedroom. But the neat thing about this is, um, you know, it's an award winning mosaic development. This is an end unit that green belt behind it. It's got the communal uh, garden beside it. Nothing but greenery out every window you look. And uh, so that's kind of the catch on this one. Beautiful, beautiful property. Come and see me there if you're looking for a townhouse in that. uh, I think we're listed at 920 range. So come out and see it.
0: Yeah. So I, and I guess now there are a few more properties out there because it seemed uh, for a while over the last couple of years, you'd, you'd see not a lot of listings out there. So there are things like if you are selling something, there are opportunities to find something new.
1: Absolutely. But just remember that maybe your neighbor that sold three, four months ago had a bunch of buyers wanting to buy with very little inventory who had maybe lost out on multiple offer situations in the past and had become very 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 motivated to get whatever they could buyers don't feel that level of motivation or or panic anymore so you have to take that into account because to get a sale you need to have at least one person who sees some value uh and and they like a place enough and they look at the price and go hey that's workable uh enough to to step forward and offer you all their money so Again, you have to make sure that, you, um, th- th- that you're attractive. And-, and that's one way I help people sell is to make sure they are attractive, they are competitive. And then within that framework, we can maximize the price range that they sell for.
0: Right, we're talking to John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com, and in the, the minute or two minutes that we have, um, what do you say to people who are kind of on the fence and uh, wanna talk to you? What's the first thing you'll ask them if if someone gets in touch with you and is thinking about perhaps selling a, a property?
1: Well, uh, we can have a quick conversation on the phone. Sometimes it makes sense to invite me out to your home to take a look at it. And then once I get there, I mean, I'm all ears and I'm an open book. Uh, in terms of what I know, and I'm happy to give advice, you know, as best I can. But sometimes, you know, I I find myself saying this now: I'm not a pressure salesperson. I never have been. I never try to rush anybody. But on the on the other hand, if people are downsizing and selling their nest egg, and they've already got a place to go, so maybe sooner might be better than later. Because I don't think we've seen all of the uh, excitement come out of the market yet. Uh, in terms of the the froth and the panic, and where the prices are still good, but it would seem that the market is calming down as interest rates go up, so sometimes sooner is better than later, depending on your personal situation.
0: So go to johnnysmartpoint.com and you can uh, see all the the listings that John has and uh, just learn a little bit about John Carlson. Uh, 604-612-0080 is the number and john at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. And if you go to uh, johnnysmartpoint.com, you can see that uh, property on Riverbend. There is an open house tomorrow from one to three in coquitlam and john uh good luck with that and uh, we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks thanks for talking. Yeah, looking
1: us. forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks thank you martin
0: john carlson johnny smartpoint.com and up next in vancouver history this weekend to look back at this day in 1920 a time when alcohol was illegal in vancouver unless you had a note from your doctor And a lot of Vancouverites did. I've got that story coming up next. Welcome back. This is Martin Strong, and it's time for some This Weekend in Vancouver History. If you were looking at a newspaper today in 1920, you would have read a lot about prohibition, alcohol, illegal in British Columbia. And June eleventh, 1920, if you picked up a paper, you would have read about two guys who were caught in New Westminster with a car loaded up with illegal bootleg booze. But they weren't alone. It happened a lot. At this point, Prohibition had been in effect in British Columbia for three years. It started in 1917. We actually had prohibition earlier than the United States did. South of the border, prohibition started on a national level in 1920 and lasted until 1933. But in Canada, the federal government left it up to the local governments to ban alcohol if they chose to. PEI was the first place to ban booze in 1901. All the other provinces followed suit around the time of the First World War. In BC, prohibition was pretty much a big failure and led to a huge market for bootleg booze, and that meant very high policing costs. Add to that, there was a loophole in the law banning alcohol, a clause that allowed medicinal liquor. Sound familiar? In fact, in the year before 1919, there was a total of 181,000 alcohol prescriptions written by BC doctors. So lots of people were drinking. It just wasn't technically legal. But back to the people caught with the car full of bootleg booze. According to the Vancouver Sun, that vehicle broke down on 6th Avenue in New West, and the, quote, queer behavior of the occupants caused police passing by to get suspicious. So they searched the car. They found 31 bottles of illegal booze. They arrested the driver, Ray Smith, and another guy, Ralph Waite. Though, while the cops were searching the vehicle, another man and a woman managed to escape they were never found. So there was big money in bootleg booze in 1920. And a lot of people were outselling the stuff. And even the government in 1920 was profiting from it. According to an attorney general's report, the BC government earned about three quarters of a million bucks in taxes on the sale of all that medicinal alcohol. So it was all a big charade. And it was becoming pretty clear to those reading these newspaper stories in 1920 that prohibition was kind of a waste of time. and that's why later that year in October of 1920, after only three years of prohibition, British Columbians would vote to repeal the law and allow the government to regulate and allow the sale of alcohol to adults in the province. Oh, and the two guys who were caught with the illegal booze, eh, they did okay. One, the driver was fined 75 bucks, the other guy didn't show up. so he forfeited his bail, which was a hundred bucks. Uh, and that was in the newspaper this weekend in 1920, a little Vancouver history. This is Vancouver consumer. I'm Martin strong. And when we come back, the oldest roller coaster still operating in Canada. Yes, our own roller coaster at the PNE is coming back for the summer. I've got that story next.
2: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.